0: Fielders. Liverpool Liverpool's style, Hinchcliffe said, is different, so Robertson gets more opportunity to, d- to directly create. Theory number three, which mod- modesty dictates would have, have to be advanced by a third party, is that Hinchcliffe was a damn good player.
1: So <laughs> <what> he said? <laughs> yeah. So says, says Martin, Martin Samuel. I see, that's really worrying, because we just had a, a chat, basically, just a little chat, and he's... I didn't realise he was taking it all in to then <laughs> write down... I could have said some awful things. Did
0: you specify that it wasn't off the record?
1: No, but we were just sat in the press room, and I was talking, who was I talking to? might have been Rob Hawthorne, he just happened to be there. No, Leon Osman came in, and we were yeah. talking about uh, and clang. he just happened to be there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that big a clang, is it? It's more of a ding. <laughs> anyway, but... but Did you train, was Ozzy there when you were there? Who? Ozzy.
2: Leon Osman. Yeah. Nicknamed clang. <laughs> he's awesome. um, he's awesome. that's what he's a very it. nice chap he's lovely isn't he he's got
0: Leon, some
1: great ideas Leon That did pan Osmond. out for that game anyway um so you know his nickname and his middle name I don't know his middle name so I made that up. Martin swept his hair to one side yeah. and was clearly and then started to join in so we just had a chat as per that piece of writing I just didn't realize he was he was I think he recorded it no he's just
2: got an excellent memory for good he's just, stuff he's
1: just he's just is that, in, is
2: that is that right? Would you would you fine. do that? In a that's con- fine. No, but in a conversation you have in a press room, would you ever would you ever then put it? Oh, all Rory's opinions are formed on think. the basis of information you have provided. Yeah, yeah but true. would you
1: say? By the way, if I were to ra- can I is it okay to use any of this? Would would you clarify it or would you just use it and say, well, if you say, it, I'm going to take it and use it?
0: Uh, I think in that I
1: think that's fine. No, it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's absolutely everything I, I said. Yeah, and yeah. the thing about him being, being a really good player Is definitely <laughs> he, true. Up until
2: that point he was unsure But then when that, that little nugget came in. Right, okay, forgive him oh, it's, it's that
1: I've never spoken to him before
2: Although
0: Guy Havard has used the incorrect emoji He's used the broken heart emoji Oh dear That's not right T- Text Guy Havard back and tell him his emoji
3: game maybe, maybe is Maybe there's off. a
1: bit on the bottom So Well, okay I just, That's good but slightly worrying or, or maybe
3: not? maybe Guy doesn't actually agree. Maybe <laughs> he's heartbroken yeah. I mean, he's, that it's not another fallback that's getting the credit. He's
1: heartbroken because he
0: respected Martin Samuel until he thought that, he, until he realised that Martin Samuel thought Chinch was a good player. He's questioned every judgment that Martin yeah. Samuel has ever made.
1: Maybe mm. that's actually this was going to be one of my the soccer story thing about the uh, the assists thing and talking about how it's not how come it's still
2: there. But anyway, that could be a nice little are we are we bookending our conversation with something that is thematically consistent It's what uh-huh <laughs> thematically this is set piece money the podcast where four friends talk football over food now rory is ill yes and is not eating at all rory aside as anticipated as the final season of game of thrones i have once again brought chocolates that my dear wife gemma has brought back from croatia so rory on a scale of 1 to 10 how much do you feel like you're missing out
0: zero i have literally no appetite <laughs>
2: Were you to have any... Please make Gemma feel better. Were you to have any appetite? zero to ten, how excited would you be to once again enjoy some crass chocolates?
0: They are pralines with... Pralines? Pralines? I don't know. Praline. Pralines? I'd say praline. With mint filling. So yes, I would enjoy... Uh, that on a seven out of ten basis. <laughs> Those are similar to ones she's brought back before. They taste better than they look.
3: Why the, is Gemma,
2: the packaging why is, is not terribly appealing? Because she has an office out in Croatia and must visit them regularly. and uh, another, and another family. What would that
1: do? What would that do to your? What would that do to your innards if you were to consume them?
0: God knows, Chinch. Really? It's impossible to tell. It's a
1: good job you sat on a potty at the moment, isn't it? Just in case all hell breaks loose. That is what I'm normally. Because we've got a anyway. good forty-five minutes here, so.
2: I may not be here for 45 minutes. Fingers crossed. (laughs) If Rory disappears, it's all right. The the toilet is not far away.
3: Hugh has moved the furniture around. Uh, Rory is sat on the (laughs) oldest chair.
2: Uh, Your access routes are safe and clear. Uh, Joining me, Hugh Farris, are Andy Hinchcliffe, who, like Jon Snow, has been fighting the army of the dead for years. Rory Smith, who, like Bran Stark, has been preparing to defeat the Night King for years. And Stephen Wyeth, who, like... (laughs) (laughs) Hang
0: on, I've no idea what we're talking about. It's
2: okay, I'll bleep that out. No spoilers, no spoilers, don't worry. Um, anybody who's watched Game of Thrones Season 8, uh, Episode 3, will know that what is behind the beep is very important to those people who haven't, and therefore that's why I'm beeping it.
0: I don't watch Game of Thrones. I've never watched Game of Thrones. But I feel as though I ought to, and I, I want
2: to. I feel like I don't want to.
0: I don't have time,
1: because mm, I, have I don't have the commitment.
2: interest. <laughs> <They're>, it,
0: interesting. <laughs> but Mid-El, my friend Miguel Delaney got in terrible trouble on Twitter.
1: Miguel Delaney!
0: Earlier this he, week. He didn't, did he? It, we, but I for once, I think the midzone who is the world's most tempestuous twitter user was was unjustly accused of something he He tweeted to say that in the battle scene yeah in whatever K- episode K- you of, might
2: be making this worse now
0: he tweeted to say that <laughs> in the most recent episode of Game of Thrones, the lighting of one particular part of it was difficult made it difficult to watch right fine. okay that's not that's smooth. okay. And,
3: uh, and this is
2: information that Steve was, knew prior say, to the episode yeah. and I was experiencing well, at the very time.
3: There is a special place in hell reserved for people who spoil TV programs for others who've not had the opportunity to watch them yet. Only it's a special place
0: in hell reserved by people who take life far too seriously. But it's TV. But that was a very <laughs> very useful
3: piece of information I was allowed to I was, so I was able you- to prepare the room accordingly.
2: Yeah, and we had to sure shut off uh, all the lights, yeah. yeah? Did you do that too?
0: You two are such nerds.
3: Yes.
2: I, think, I think you need to only comment upon our levels of nerdness if you are actually this side of the Game of Thrones fence and not your other side. No, I, I, they are nerds where every letter is a capital. That's how big of the, nerds the, the they are.
0: That, cinch, we're actually the nerds for not liking Game of Thrones. James no, Trump we're out there living very, our lives. Is we're, is young, young,
1: we're, <laughs> we're young, we're youngish. We've got things to do, people to see, places to go. We're not going to sit there in a darkened room or a really well-lit room to watch Game of Thrones, whatever it's called. <laughs> Things
0: to do, walk the dog, <laughs> people to see, yeah. small tyrant, yeah. places to go, the toilet, Toilet. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: my life. But even that is better but than anyway, watching Game of Trumps. <laughs>
0: anyway, surely saying the lighting on this one aspect of this episode is bad is not a spoiler. It, and that, that is useful. where the
2: difference is between, hopefully, the likes of Steve and I and those who complained. Because that ba- is not something that I would get uppity about.
0: Our old podcast friend and jo- all-round fine gentleman, Barry Landenning, took great exception to me, tweeting that.
2: Oh, Barry Glendinning takes great exception when we don't provide pictorial evidence of every single crumb that we eat. He's a wonderful diffi- man. It's
3: not difficult to rattle Barry's cage. That's true. <laughs> By the way. We're not between a Game of Thrones podcast. No, we're not. M- Miguel, has, today. <laughs> Miguel has now There's tweeted more. to say he's re-watched it to see
0: whether he enjoyed it a second time around. Has he? Yeah. Miguel really needs to have... It's odd because he's such a busy man.
2: And yet he can find one hour in his whole week. Goodness me, what no, an achievement.
0: he's re-watched an episode.
2: Two hours in his entire week. He's a journalist. He writes 800 words a day. Come
0: on. He's got to have Twitter arguments with people. <laughs> he's got to, to continue those Twitter arguments beyond the point of reasonable debate. I can't believe Hugh. He's got to keep the hours of a teenager. <laughs> if Hugh could have been bothered to check
3: the IMDb a website, immediately after watching the episode, he would know that the runtime was 84 minutes, so it's a little bit longer That's than ages. an hour.
2: That is ages. The others minutes. have been an hour. This one was a little bit longer. That's ages. That is getting a bit nervous. Do,
0: do they need better, better editing?
2: Uh, no, it was exceptional. Uh, Gemma nearly had a heart attack, such was the level of drama that was enjoyed on, on, right? on episode three. It was the televisual event of the year um, until episode four, and that will be the televisual event. We've totally lost Chinch now. What are you doing? Are you texting Martin Sanders? No, I'm, I'm just. Trying,
1: no, no, I'm just trying to work out whether sitting on the lavatory with raging diarrhea (laughs) would be preferable to watching an episode of Game of Thrones <laughs> and I,
2: I probably would go with the former <laughs> that's just me ignorance is bliss chinch stick with that uh, get in touch with the podcast via at setpiece menu on Twitter no spoilers Setpeacemenu menu at gmail.com we're also on Facebook thank you to all those uh, who made note of a couple of things uh, this week first of all Shane Long's recent scoring exploits um, you were on the radio I think Rory weren't you when Shane Long scored after 7 seconds or was it not that night yeah I'm
0: branching out into co crumbs, as you all know <laughs> and yes but I was on the radio when Shane Long yes. scored after 7 seconds he's now got what Four in the last four? Four in five, I think. He's
3: got in three successive home games and four in the last five at the time of recording. And it
0: did provide me with the opportunity, opportunity to describe in public Shane Long as my guilty pleasure. <laughs> mm. Which was
3: raised uh, on off Twitter. And I pointed out that... No, on the, that, that oh, is, on the pitch. Sorry, I thought you meant off the that pitch. That is I'm utterly sure. inaccurate of you to describe it as such because you don't feel any guilt for that no, pleasure I, whatsoever. I
0: genuinely don't understand why more people don't think Shane Long should have played for Manchester United.
2: I'm baffled by it. You should have a sit-down with Shane Long
1: and oh, really, really love, get oh, to
2: grips with, really get grips with when, the man. When you two spend time together is enough hugging. Between Rory and Shane Long, it would, I don't know. They'd just oh, you be mean frothing you two, you mouth. don't mean Bono and the Edge. You mean you oh, two, sorry, got yeah. you, got Also, you. I don't want
0: to give Shane Long the norovirus and therefore... <laughs> not now, his. not now,
2: but
1: that, the kind of bond that you built with Ilkai Gunduan, because you do call him Ilkai. I do. Eventually, you, you, you call could Gundogan. call him Sean. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, also, thank you to all those who have been following the ultimately unsuccessful attempts of Westbury and Chelten to avoid relegation from the ninth tier of English football. We're we're into double figures, into double figures. Tenth tier. Uh, Steve is particularly yes.
3: They will be playing in Northwest Counties Division One South next season, which I'm sure will be
2: fun to have both North it's and South teams. in the league no, title. Is that the longest? Is that the longest league name? Or <laughs> there's there's no no longer?
1: It's quite a long league name, isn't it? Oh,
3: you don't have to use it. You don't have to use the entire description all of the time, Chinch. So can you could can just th- say the 10th tier. The 10th tier? Yeah, just say 10th tier. Yeah, yeah.
2: Northwest counties,
3: division... division one, south. south, Okay.
2: I think. Now that we've gripped that, talking of things being decided, John Griffin tweeted to say this. Is it time to discuss whether a record with seven draws and one loss should really be worse than one with two draws and four losses. What is the history of the three points for a win and one for a draw rule? And does this need revisiting? Why not award 1.5 points for a draw? This is because at this moment, uh, with two games to go, in the Premier League. Manchester City are leading by a point but have lost four games as opposed to Liverpool who have only lost one. John wants to know whether we should reconfigure to make fewer losses more important than more draws. Is he a Liverpool fan? Or more wins I should say. Is he a Liverpool fan? Almost by any certainly. Chance? Almost certainly. No, we shouldn't. Thanks, Chinch, Rory. <laughs> the no, obviously. Thanks, Rory. Uh, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna qualify that no, but you're
3: it's, allowed uh, to. it's a no from me as it's well. A no well no, from
0: me. Uh, as as a result of lots of people talking about kind of the highest points totals available there's been you, you, people will have heard the phrase adjusting to 3 points for a win a lot recently because obviously everything before the early 80s was 2 points for a win they shifted it around to 3 points to win to, to reward attacking football and in the course of that it has occurred to me that it is odd that there, there is a there's a sort of a beautiful simplicity in no points for a loss 1 point for a draw 2 points for a win no points for a loss one point for a draw three points for a win is less kind of flowing mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't know I started, maybe, maybe it was my illness but I did start wondering about things like bonus points or whether there was some other way of doing it but yeah obviously you shouldn't change it just because
1: it means Liverpool would win the league <laughs> that it was is. definitely the diarrhoea talking yeah. Stephen you say no as well keep it as it is
3: no I don't think there's anything wrong with rewarding the team that wins the most games mm-hmm. no and More often than not, the team that loses the most games gets relegated. I think it would be absurd if you didn't have that sort of pattern.
0: The draw itself, I would say, is under threat.
1: Actually, Gary Weaver at Sky was talking about something you said about managers, fans, don't know how to deal with draws. Are they good or are they bad? No one knows. No one knows.
0: Because everything is now so kind of black and white Mm. that something that is, by its very nature, grey is is unwelcome, but also I think if you look at a lot of teams, they they Spurs are the, the kind of best example of it. They almost seem to have decided there is no point to drawing games. Mm. So if again, you draw,
1: if you draw five consecutive games, the fans say you should be sacked. Or, possibly no yeah. Depending on who you're playing and how many away from home. But is that a, is that a bad run of results? Five draws, or is it? It's dead annoying. That's what. It no, is. but
2: what what is it? You see that as positive, or depends on, it depends on the context. Or is it, not, is it yeah. nothing? I think we've spoken about this before about about the context of it, who it's against. As you just said, Chinch, yeah. are they away from home? Are they against better teams? But I think if you are saying, Rory, that the draw is under threat, as in the, the games must be resolved, the Arsenal Invincibles drew thirteen, twelve. 12, twelve times in that season. They would say that draws are bloody brilliant. Well, um, and there are those obviously who are attempting to reach a hundred points who would say that draws are anathema.
0: But under, under, by under threat, I mean that it, it, it looks to me. And again, this may be the fever. Mm. <laughs> or the diarrhoea.
1: Can we stop talking about that, Tint? We've got to talk about these things. I don't want to. We can't just put them away and not talk about them. Let's get them out there. The, <laughs> that's that's the last the
0: thing you need to do. <laughs> yeah.
1: You've certainly got them out there. The Carry on. Doubling down on that gag there, Tinch. <laughs> it
0: almost looks to me like Spurs have looked at it and thought, right, so if we're drawing a game with 10 minutes to go and we gamble on winning we will, a certain percentage of the time, win the game and a certain percentage of the time we will lose the game. And those percentages work in such a, fa- in such a way that there is no point sticking with the draw. Do you think that's... Consciously I, they do I that? I wonder whether that's... Have you heard do. whispers of this? I haven't, no, but if you oh. look at the... the I, I wonder if that... If increasingly, with the sophistication of match analysis and data and stuff, stuff like that, I wonder if that's something that the... You need to teams, sit
1: down with Shane Long and Mauricio Pochettino because yes. you could ask him that very question.
0: At the same time, I'd love to, just, to speak to them both at the oh. same time. Oh, <laughs> It depends what you're trying to achieve.
3: Two two wins and two defeats is better than four draws. Mm-hmm. But if you're down at the bottom, if you draw every game mm-hmm. in the Premier League, you'll stay up.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, team in yes.
3: The, no team in the Premier League has got more draws than Southampton this season. And Southampton in, what are they, 16th at the time of recording, have only lost four more games this season than Spurs in third. Mm. So for Southampton, yep. draws are valuable. For Spurs they yeah. would probably yeah. have resulted in them uh, not being where they are now.
2: Just very quickly on, on Southampton, is it 27 points they have lost from winning positions? 20, yeah. So you add 27 to, what is it, 36 at well, the moment? You, you get to basically what Manchester United have got. And I appreciate that yeah. that's also sorry, just another kind of strange statistic about a team who have uh, so done Hampton, a lot of drawing. So if Southampton were a better football team, they'd have more points. And they'd be higher up in the table and, uh, as well. That's, inter- that's yeah, interesting. And is. Is. Yeah. yeah, and that to the mix. Mind-blowing. Finally, to this week's controversy... Jonathan Wilson has got in touch to say that the story we referenced on last pod and then tweeted a link to about the black rings around the bottom of the post in the 1978 World Cup in Argentina is apparently hogwash. Uh, We have fittingly passed on the blame to those who a. printed the story in the first place and b. recommended it to us, absolving ourselves uh, therefore. Also on a similar subject, Ronan O'Reilly gets in touch from Belfast. Hello, men he says, Mm. uh, pointing out something that we'd rather not highlight. Towards the end of episode 125, there was a discussion about goal netting, which was related to what we were talking about uh, with the posts. Andy even suggested that this could form the topic of a future pod, which is an idea that I wholeheartedly endorse. That is because, says Ronan, I am a member of a vibrant Facebook group entitled Goal Nets and Stanchions. Former Lord you ladies. Delete this information <laughs> now. Immediately. Indeed, I recently admitted on said group that when I was young, I often fantasized about the tiny taut necks. <laughs> <laughs> Of Southampton's Dell being at the old Wembley because they would look so ridiculous with all that space behind them. I was a strange child and many would say I'm a strange adult, says Ronan, not me. I look forward to the possibility of an upcoming episode on goal nets, stanchions and all associated ah, paraphernalia. Keep up the great work on what is, in my humble opinion, says Ronan, arguably, slightly undermines what he's about to say, the very best football podcast around and he finishes by saying as a Sheffield Wednesday fan I can only assume that the Owls would still be operating in the top flight and reaching Wembley Cup finals on a regular basis if it weren't for Chinch's constant mid-game daydreaming about that evening's Chinese takeaway order however I do not hold this against anyone involved in the excellent set piece menu it Many wasn't, thanks, it wasn't mid-game I was, it, wasn't, it was well
1: after four o'clock that I'd start thinking about the sweet still and sour mid-game. chicken not mid-game five minutes before the end but stanchions you, when, you I to to kid, when I was a kid when I was a kid we had a, a, a field at the back of our house and we used to use the the trees not jumpers for goalposts, trees for goalposts, but we used to have two metal kind of poles that we, we didn't have any netting, but mm. we used to put them in as stanchions. And what we used to try and do was hit the stanchion, but it's virtually impossible because it's kind of four millimetres thin. But again, <laughs> being such a good player, I hit it numerous times, always put in goal by my brothers, so I never had a chance to actually shoot. But that, we used to have stanchions rather than netting, but stanchions and netting, that's got, there's got to be a pod in that. Did you ever been.
2: shoot and get a ball stuck in a stanchion?
1: Uh, like Trevor was it Trevor Brooking remember Trevor Brooking yeah. had it was that the stanchion the curly bit there's like a curly bit at the top isn't there he does that count get, as part of is it is that stanchion i thought the stanchion was the back bit i the don't stanchion know is the back bit yeah but didn't he stick it in in the corner right in the top corner he yeah. think top bins so, but there was is the way it's put and it. goals that goals that hit a stanchion and come cannoning back out so you don't really know whether it's gone in but clearly it has i think that's you just don't get that anymore because the netting's too it just collects the ball it, billows. it takes the ball in and comforts it <laughs> when really a stanchion pings it back out again
0: Presumably, in the I previous discussion, everything. we mentioned that the, the nets at USN94 are the best nets. Yes. Yeah. The the best best nets. Hang on a
1: minute. What? What do you mean the best nets? Best nets? Yeah, the best nets. They're about they're about a mile deep. Yeah.
0: Too deep. A Fristo Stoichkov volley fly, or a Jordan Lechkov header flying into a billowy net in
1: <laughs> some, Chelsea, some stadium in
0: Pasadena.
3: Did Chelsea
1: have mean. a really long, deep net as well? And the ball, it was like when it went, it went miles behind but the But that's because they were trying to fill in. the gap between oh, the goal course, line and the was car park.
2: That was, nets can be too deep. Like the Dell, too shallow. That shell, way too deep. Too deep. At seppiesmenu setpiecemenu at gmail.com if I haven't said that already. Anyway, so Alex Ferguson always likes to tell a story about Manchester United's historic treble in 1999 and how the PFA Player of the Year that year was Davi Ginola. His point? Come on, everybody. Don't bury the lead. This year, there could be another treble but not for the team that has the PFA Player of the Year. Moreover, it brings further scrutiny onto the timing of the award. Would the voters not be motivated to throw their support behind a player that represents the eventual winners of the Premier League in this enthralling title race? He asks... Not rhetorically, perhaps not is the answer. Players sought fit uh, to recognise Mo Salah in 2018, completely understandable, but Liverpool won nothing. Ryan Giggs won it in 2009, as a sort of Lifetime Achievement Award, so sometimes even footballers can be seduced by an ongoing narrative. So it begs the question, like Jon Snow, this is the last time Mm -hmm. I invoke Game of Thrones, do footballers know nothing? Chinch, do you know anything? Can you evaluate a player? What is it with all these PFA players of the year who don't necessarily come from teams who win stuff? If you'd heard any of the work that I've done on camera or seen any of
1: it, you clearly will realise I know nothing (laughs) about football. I've not gone into coaching, not gone into managing. That is not by accident. But Paul Pogba got into the team of the season, didn't he? He did. Who voted for the players' vote for that? The players' vote for that. Again, that... Van Dijk winning player of the player of the year I can completely understand Paul Pogba being in team of the season if the players voted for that that does surprise me quite a bit except that Paul Pogba at the well except
0: that Paul Pogba numbers wise has had quite a good season Mm mm-hmm that Paul Pogba is very famous mm. and if you look at all the yeah. mutual awards well, mm. level of fame is quite important I feel
2: like this answer from Rory is going to yeah, but sum level of fame half an hour worth of podcast going to dictate whether you no, get
0: voted for if it. you look at the voting for the Ballon d'Or mm-hmm. it, there, is, there is always an element of I have heard of this person yes. therefore he N- should N- be. name contention. recognition is, it's really important. is
2: important in politics and indeed in sport the the doesn't mean it's right though and crucially oh,
0: okay, with Pogba Pogba I don't think has had a Especially bad season Would
2: he be in
1: your team of the season? Probably the not, no
0: okay. But I think Podba's probably had a better season Than quite a lot of other central midfielders okay. So his yeah, inclusion yeah. isn't totally laughable But the other thing is At the time that the votes were being taken Podba was playing well And Man United were doing well So I think it became a case of, of To sound like a Ponce Recency bias So the, p- the players Sound like a what? Ponce Ponce, okay So at the the time that that they were voting, Pogba was playing well, so it it kind of seemed less fantastical to have him in.
2: So we'll come to the recency bias in a moment, but do players vote on different criteria because they play the game and they play, sometimes the Premier League players, play against somebody like Paul Pogba and they might notice how good he is? Do they watch it differently when they're watching it on television? Do they have such a different set of criteria that means that Paul Pogba is somebody that they recognise as being a good player, even if... He is shrouded in controversy or stories about him not contributing enough to Manchester United's cause. Do they think that? Do they follow narratives that are created by fans, the media? Do Are they susceptible to those as well that would have Paul Pogba at that time um, as an important player? Or do players sit completely astride of all that and make different decisions based on different criteria? What you'd have to say then is, who are you
1: voting for? What team do you support? and see whether there's any correlation between the team that they support and the player that they vote for. They're, from what we're already saying... So if I'm a Bury player to be, and
2: I'm a Manchester United fan, I'm going to vote for Paul Pogba? And well, should, should that you're not therefore certainly not going
1: to vote for Virgil van Dijk, but are is, you? Is that, should that be therefore discounted? Not discounted, but you've got to look at the reasons, again, why these votes are happening. Who did you vote? And it's not purely football-based. Chinch, when you were a football player, oh, you yeah. v- did you vote in the yes? Yes, we did. Do you remember how, how seriously you took it? Um... I, I what we tend at, at times this could be a soccer story at times we tended to put in a anti football 11 so we kind of vote for the people that clearly people wouldn't vote for so no. when my four maybe went in there were players in my 11 that Gordon Taylor whoever was kind of dating <laughs> would have said what but that's so we tended to have a bit of fun with it as well do you have but, examples um, I'd have to go back to who won the... But then who I, who I would have voted for. Because I might have thought there's someone that clearly is never going to get a single vote who I think is actually probably underrated or deserves maybe to be... But my, my vote for him might be the only one that he gets. But it still might be valid. Ian Ormondroid. <laughs> absolutely, Ian Ormondroid. Sticks. Yeah. Um, but again, we'd have to see who won the awards. that, And oh, that's the video. I actually have no, absolutely no idea. No idea who I voted so for. So what
3: was the process? Did you just pick one name or did you pick who you thought should be player of the year and yes. then did you also select based on positions the team. team of the yes,
1: year yes yes you do I'm sure that's what it was because of the ballot papers yeah um, and you couldn't let anyone else see them even though we did because <laughs> uh, we all used to crib yeah, because with you, we, footballers weren't the <laughs> cleverest, were they? You can't spell Ormondroid, can you? You got to look at someone. Uh, you got to look at my sheet, haven't you? But um, yeah, so we used to put a team there, and then there'll be a, a player and a young player. I'm sure that's how it worked. It's probably a digital vote now, isn't it? a I I little clever. And you you can't about.
2: vote for a player in your own team, can you? No, 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 no. no, no. So that's why when, when Virgil I, was asked, he said Raheem Sterling, but and I, everyone was like, "That's a horrifying decision to make when you're supporting a player who plays in the team that is directly I, against you in the title race." No, but I'd have played against all the players
1: that were on the upon the list of who was going to win the awards, but also I I wasn't a fan of any anybody as a kid I didn't have a team so that would probably if I'd have been a City fan when I was playing even though I was at Everton I'd have probably voted for if City would do I, that's what I certainly wouldn't vote for a United player so again who? You, that's really. That's a really good point maybe is, is that is it, Premier League players they probably would do wouldn't they if they've had a team from being a kid which a lot of them will have that would influence how they vote it's, it's difficult so
0: this is one of the things I think we maybe get a bit wrong about the PFA is that the bulk of the membership are lower-lead players. They're not people who are in contention. So people who
2: might have only watched those
0: players on television? People who are basically fans. Mm. There's there's a contingent, I think it's probably quite important to remember, who are in the Premier League, who are not British, who are imported players. We have several foreign players in football now. Mm. I would be interested to know whether there's maybe correlations between them and voting for people of the same nationality. That would maybe make sense if there's a Brazilian... Brazilian pl- Brazilian players may be more likely to vote for a fellow Brazilian on a different. Given you can't vote for a teammate, you might vote for an international teammate. If you look at the way that again the Ballon d'Or voting goes, when you see the breakdowns, Luka Modric maybe won't vote for Luka Modric, but he might put Ivan Rakitic mm-hmm. higher up than you'd expect. Guaranteed he will. Or, or, Guaranteed or he will. Various sort of, Argen- you know, or Argentinian players will vote for can, can they. Messi can't vote for Messi, but he will vote for a club teammate. So it, it might work in reverse. Um, the but I think the key thing is that it, the bulk of the voting is done by people who are they are professional footballers. They know more about football than we do because they are footballers. But basically, they're voting as fans. They're people who have watched these players on TV. They're people who probably have a team they support, which is why Liverpool and Manchester United do disproportionately well in it because A, they've got more fans than everybody else and B, possibly not Arsenal and B, because they're they're the places that make the footballers.
3: And the thing with Pogba is that you only need to see glimpses of what he's capable of to confirm your belief that he's a great player, which undoubtedly there is a great player in there. We don't see it often enough. But if you've seen a couple of United games at a critical point of the season and seen the Paul Pogba that helped France win the World Cup or the Paul Pogba who was brilliant alongside Pirlo for Juventus and that will stick in your mind because that will when it comes to making your decision will be the th- the thing that's uppermost in your thoughts not the stray misplaced passes against Burnley in the middle of November but also
0: I wondered do players will there not be some players who vote for a kind of so it's a weird award, isn't it? Like, who is the best player? Like, define best
1: player. So, as I said, the five best players and the five f- most famous players in the Premier League are probably there's some that will cross over, but it's not the same, is it? The best players aren't necessarily the most famous players. And equally, the
0: best players aren't necessarily the players who've had the best seasons. Yes. And the players who've had the best seasons aren't necessarily the players who've had the most impact. So, it, to me, this year, Virgil van Dijk makes perfect sense because he has he's transformed a team in a way that nobody else yeah. has. Sterling equally makes sense because he's had an incredible individual season but in a team that is designed to be a collective which makes it much much harder to choose one individual to stand out. How do you say but that?
1: Bernardo Silva would have been my choice.
2: Well, for it. It. And for the sa- made, same he's reason, he's made huge strides this season. Same reason yeah. that to Alex Ferguson, when he spoke about 1999, mm-hmm. if you were to think of that team, then you would probably struggle to pick out one yeah, person one. Who, was, yeah. who was better than or stood above all the rest of them. The later Manchester United teams that were so focused around Ronaldo then Rooney, much easier to pick and both won the PFA Player of the Year, uh, Ronaldo twice and Rooney once. So that's, that's much easier to pick out. Um, even Brian Giggs won it, but not necessarily because of that year, although he did have a good year in 2008, yeah. 2009. It was just that it so happened to be the time. And, and again, an enduring narrative that propelled him forward and name recognition, et cetera, et cetera. And there was no other outstanding There was no one yeah. having yes, a 40 season. he did yeah. it in a vacuum. But what, what... an
3: admira- admiration for the way that he had, as, as yes. we were talking about on last week's pod, the way he had transformed himself from one type of player to another. So yeah, that sort of general... You, you, you know, sort of Lifetime Achievement Award. Exactly. And
2: it, yeah. and it was a nice touch and I, d- I don't think anybody kind of thought that it was terrible at the time. It, you might look back on it and think that was a bit weird, but still everybody seemed to feel like the Ryan Giggs for his footballing career it should be rewarded in some way.
0: His footballing career as opposed to... Yeah,
2: just other things I would imagine because it was at that time. It was only a couple of years mm-hmm. after that, wasn't it, or was it... Either way around, it's very close to that time. But all of what we've just been saying about the motives of footballers and the reasons behind their decision-making surely serves to undermine the significance of this award because not very many of them are making decisions for either the right reasons or informed. There are so and many aspects coming to it. It's not it's, purely the yeah, base. It's not a it's, level playing
1: field. See what I've done there? Football field, level playing field. <laughs> There's so many different aspects that come into it that actually
2: it goes away from who do you think... With a black sheet of paper is the has been the best player, the most influential player. And so, in the and pra- so why it, is the PFA the- Player of the Year the gold standard? Why why are we asking players who, given everything that in in as you say, is a lev- on a level playing field, Chinch? This this makes perfect sense. You want players to make a decision about the best player. They are the best people to ask about the best player. Absolutely. But if you give the context, suddenly you're chipping away yeah. at that maxim, aren't you? Are, you are saying, well, hang on a minute. If that's the reason, well, we would say that fans make that for the wrong reason if we we're asking a fans player of the year're just going to vote for your favorite player not the best player so that that undermines it if you haven't really watched any of the players or you 're not particularly aware of it you just kind of know that Paul Bogba's famous and its name recognition yeah. then that goes against it. And all these things that we've been mentioning are, are going it against true the, the significance said of to all right? the film directors, what's the
1: greatest film that's ever been made? Do you think they would say, well, di- directorial, I'll look at it and decide. They, they In, won't. Other things come into play. Emotions come into play. <laughs> well, clearly not. If I say two. <laughs> and, and every decision that you make, so many different aspects come into play. It's, it's very oh, it, hard to say, I'll put that all to one side, my allegiances or whatever else, it, whatever I've seen as I've been growing up and look at it. Just, just with, with the cold facts in front of you, it's incredibly difficult to do. It. It so, whether be- you are Alfred Hitchcock or John Nolan, who plays for Ipswich, very difficult to make a decision on people who are doing your job.
0: Who was there not? A- Kevin Hitchcock, who was a footballer. Yes, yes he was. a goalkeeper, yeah. wasn't
1: he? Yeah. yeah, but
2: Alfred Hitchcock's yeah, a film director. I don't don't think Kevin Hitchcock made, that, made Chelsea film. <laughs> that, that
0: would have been the,
3: the way. it like in Philz. Spin in
2: Philz. Or Kevin Hitchcock. <laughs> that that yeah. would have worked <laughs> much better in hindsight. <laughs> He's <laughs> probably
3: been in one or two sort of Christmas special DVDs, oh, you know, not blooper all. reel type things. Mm. It would but have been interesting
0: to know what would happen if they changed the phraseology of the question. So, as it stands, it is who is your player of the year? Is that right, I think? Or words to that effect? Why are you looking at me? Player of the year. There's a player of the year thing you write in. You Gai- fill in a gap. Gael Givet or whatever, and <laughs> off you go. If they change it to which player has had the best season, the most impressive individual season, the most has made the most impact, the most influential season. If they change the wording, I wonder if the, re- the result would be different. Because the problem with player of the year blank is that people will sort of interpolate whatever they want into that. So are you... Are you voting for the person who shot the most goals, or the person? Does it have to be someone from isn't, a, a, isn't, the team that wins the wins the title? I don't think it does. You, can,
2: you can It doesn't have to be. Very but it, clearly, it's have, strange when it's not. Oh really? That, if that if that team is significantly better than everyone, if there is a huge gap, like like for example last year, if there is such a huge gap between the achievers and the others, then you would say it's a bit strange. Now there wasn't because Liverpool got to the Champions League final, so there wasn't. But if you if you're thinking about like for example, the other issue is that you've got. How much do you consume, and which teams do you consume? If you are yeah. just watching yeah. teams on television, Liverpool on the television all the time, you are encapsulated by the Mo Salah storyline narrative, and every goal you see is 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 um, confirmation bias. You are saying, "Well, I've got that's another reason. That's another reason." I watched Manchester City more than any other team last season. And my player of the year was Kevin De Bruyne because I watched Manchester City more than any other team. I am not the person to ask. I have watched them more than I watched Liverpool. So therefore, of course, I'm going to say it was De Bruyne who had a more significant contribution and had the more moments of incredible Mm jaw-dropping brilliance. But that's because I saw them.
1: Yeah. So that's another issue. If you watch Burnley this
2: season, terrible start
1: to the season. Dwight McNeil, Tom Heaton come into the side and save Burnley and keep them up. They're never going to get considered because it's, it's the bottom, well, yeah, but that's, an, that's massive actually Burnley staying up is is equivalent to City winning the title in terms of the players that they've got and the influence that those players had coming into that Burnley team. But no one would ever know because we don't watch a lot of Burnley. So you might as well say which Liverpool or Manchester United player or Manchester City player is your player. You forget, the, don't even bring the others into well, consideration. It is, it is and Manchester
2: City players never won it. Oh.
1: I'm
0: sure that that's something that Manchester City are not annoyed <laughs> about Is Van Dijk, yeah. so. that, Van Dijk <laughs> only the second defender? No,
1: sixth. But in since the last the few f- years, John Terry won it. John Terry in first 2005. Terry. So again, strikers are always more likely because, yeah. again, do people get yeah. influenced by because, goal scorers than defenders? Well,
0: because defenders. The, at the root of this is the problem that that football is a team sport, so all individual, all individual awards make no sense, mm-hmm. essentially, because... Yeah.
2: And they but, are secondary to winning the Premier League. Don't, well don't, w- don't get me wrong. So it's better to win the Premier League than to win the PFA player So my game.
0: argument against this, sort of it's weird when it doesn't come from the team that wins the title, is that there is an award for the team that wins the title. It is called the title. <laughs> but you can make a case that individuals outside that team have, by their own standards and by the standards of the context that they are in, have more impressive campaigns. So that could be Salah scoring how many goals last season. It could be Scott Parker keeping Fulham up or whatever he did to win whatever he won. It could be... I mean, he did win the title, that like, year, but it could be John Terry. Scott Parker won the writers' writers' award, We've quite though. Scott Parker, actually, that's a turn up for the books. <laughs> we, Easy to play when there's nothing to play for, though. That's can't true. More. But it's weird that no, they've no, won they three in done. a row. They have done. More. The there is no reason why you can't you can't look at it and say actually, all right, so Man City have won the title, but I think that Wilfred Zaha has had has carried an entire team on his back. i scored. He <laughs> carried the team on his back and because of that, fallen over lot <laughs> right in the box.
2: Very but heavy. The,
0: so I think he has had the most impressive campaign of any individual player. There isn't. I, I think that is a false dichotomy to say that the, the, the most impressive player has to come from the... But dichotomy you, but is but the would, wrong word. But I'm but ill.
2: Yes, that, but, but just very quickly, because it's just one sentence, is to say that doesn't, doesn't it inherently suggest that if you have done something that sends your team to victory... Mm-hmm. You are making more of a contribution than if you do that and they don't.
3: What Rory is describing, there is also an award for that. It's Individual Club Player of the Year. Okay. Crystal Palace players and fans will get their opportunity to vote for Wilf Sahar if they believe his contribution that season has been significant to what they have achieved. And we'll dedicate all, a
2: podcast to it. When what it about happens. all the neutrals? But it's simply
3: not going to happen, is it? So, I'd, 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 however you phrase the question on the form, and I sort of agree to a point that you could phrase it differently to try and get a more interesting outcome. Or just a more consistent outcome. But ultimately, who is your footballer of the year seems like a reasonable question to ask. What is then up to the, the players of whom that is being asked is to think a little bit harder about what that
0: means. Maybe they should provide them with guidelines.
1: Do you
2: think that they would be read?
0: No.
1: I, I do not think they would be red. have <laughs> like don't, Theresa May taking her Brexit deal back to the Commons. <laughs> and saying, You've changed the wording, but you're still going to get the same answers. So I agree with Steve. It, there's no question that you get people to put aside yeah. early and, and be honest and just say, actually, I'm, I'm going to vote for Paul Bob because I'm a Man United fan. Well, if that's not the case, don't do that. It's impossible. They, they, they'll still do it. The other thing about
0: the players' one is, is the fact that, and Pod was quite an example of this, is that I wonder how much of it is interpreted as who is the best at football. Because Paul Podbrit is incredibly talented, and I wonder how many, especially lower league players, look at little gifts of Podber doing skills, or look at it, that nonchalant running style, yeah, or the, yeah. the, the the sort of sixty yard balls that he hits as though he's not really thinking about it, and they think he's the best at football. He should be in the team because he is the best at football. And and are they putting together almost a fantasy team?
1: That's why I, I lower league substitutes never have their shirts on, ready to come on in case there's an injury. Do you know why? Because they, they watch Premier League substitutes. Who never seem to be ready? They never seem to have any of the gear on. Do Someone goes down injured, and then suddenly they're putting on their shin pads, putting on their, putting on their shirts. And I, the influence of the Premier things like that, you see that influence Terrible in the lower level. leagues. Terrible. And it's the same thing. They do, and you think, well, they're all football players. They wouldn't do that. They've got their own ways. Absolutely not. I agree. They are fans, and they are doing stuff. that Maybe Sunday League footballers. Well, I bet Sunday League football substitutes do the same thing. They have their shirt because they've seen the Premier League players do Sunday it. League the lower league players do the same thing.
0: I think Sunday League substitutes aren't ready to come on because they're not ready to come on. Or they're still... <laughs> They're still hung over <laughs> I, I guarantee that's the influence that got I, I see it in the football league. they kind of took
1: f- their shirts into their shirt because they've seen Premier League players do it but they're playing League One football why have you not got your shirt on It to go because they've seen someone else do what the what
3: sort football. of fancy Sunday League have you been watching where they have shirts for the substitutes <laughs> yeah. they get the shirt off the player who they're replacing
1: <laughs> that's very true I only played one Sunday League game with my eldest brother I was clearly man of the match uh, <laughs> I came away with two no legs intact <laughs> and I thought never going to do that again did you score? Uh, no, because I was just doing a solid defensive display at left back.
2: This <laughs> left back? <laughs> left back. <laughs> Which tree were you, were you shooting at the stanchion? Come
1: on, surely if you were playing Sunday League, that would have pushed you a little bit further forward. Is that? Did you ever see me further forward? I had no trick. <laughs> you know, Even then, when I was, I was probably 12. Still brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. I, well, maybe you should have worked out. on
2: it from the ages of 12 to
1: 16. I was a 16 stone <laughs> drunkard trying to close me. I just danced past him because I'd had an early night and was, I was at it. Did you not have a change of pace. I had, I had pace but that only gets you so far look at shane long
2: it <laughs> <laughs> just cranked up to it over a good period of time just just very quickly on the on the influence that chinch you have just mentioned yes is there it, it does it already go on or is there a case for people behind players launching clandestine campaigns to get their player's name Ooh. In, involved in a narrative theory. that helps you... Because they do it with the with the, the Oscars. Don't they? The, the, the awards uh, season in, in movies is massively long, not the 12 hours you get for the PFA and the FWA in this country. But you've got... It's just that, that kind of intangible sense that, oh, yeah, we're talking about that person, aren't we? We're talking about that person a lot. There seems to be something that... No, for, for Virgil van Dijk, he's been brilliant. Raheem Sterling has had an amazing year on and off the field with all, all the stuff that he's contributed uh, to the discussion about uh, racism. And and so none of that has been subject to a clandestine campaign. But could you see in the future if they've they've figured out that the players in lower leagues particularly react? It's just this image of like a goodie bag full of Rolexes and caviar, <laughs> yeah, and
1: Don Perignon that. is making its way down to
2: Northampton <laughs> to influence. <laughs> the Liverpool. You, you know how ha- you know how agents are able to get their players Virgil, into, into the into the news that they're, they're able to do it, aren't they? They're, it, I mean, it's usually around transfers and you wouldn't want to transfer away from for a player who's doing very well. But do you know what I mean? It's like... If they, if players are so easily influenced, is there a case to say, well, let's let's start talking about Sadio Mane a little bit yeah, more? It'll just be two oh. sardines. It doesn't need to be double And, um, barino, and then somebody, particularly at the time, and we'll come on to the timing issue in just a moment, goes, um, oh yeah, I just saw a piece about Sadio Mane being really good that Roy Smith has written in. That not that you are, of course, susceptible to this, Roy, but I've read a piece in the New York Times about how brilliant Sadio Mane was. That just happened to be a week before voting happened. The agent was aware of that. He gave you access to Sadio Mane, and boom, there's I would, I there's, there's a thought. conversation being being uh, taking place about a player who that might then get a vote.
0: I accept the premise entirely. I think that there there is there are times when agents and PR people and what have you, and clubs even, try and get certain players a little bit more kind of front facing because they they want to I don't know, to, to benefit from a good run of form or they want a bit of positive publicity or because the player wants to build their brand. But I think that the individual awards are so and I think that I definitely accept that players are are affected and influenced by how how public certain players are. That, that, I mean that, that as much as the fact that there is this sort of desire to reward the best players, which is why it's all, always a top six player. But I don't think the um I don't think that the individual laws are sufficiently important. I think that's a by product of trying to build brands for to actually make money.
1: When I do the championship playoffs I'm going to make a point of going to the players, as many as I can speak to, ask them who they voted for and which team do they support. And come back and give you the and report results back to see whether there's any I truth How about that. Yes, because that, that's the way to do it: is to go
2: to these people and speak to them. and ask You're going to forget that you said that. No, We're I'm, not. I'm not. That you said that And it's going to come to nothing. No, why say that? Because That's an awful thing to say. Very low expectations. James. Well, it's good, I have, but I have s-
1: enormous faith. In I will surprise you. <laughs> Would that be interesting? Would that yes. be interesting? Okay. finally,
2: then on the timing, and perhaps you can ask a third question to those players that you're going to sit down with, Chinch, and to say essentially, i not to sit down with them. I'll just in passing say how much about <laughs> the yeah. pinning them up <laughs> <Yeah>. against <laughs> the dressing room wall, or you, you <laughs> as they're shoving me out the way and, <laughs> to get to their bed. Uh, answer bentley. these three questions and don't read the guidelines. We have all mentioned about timing. Um, perhaps you could say to them was it because they scored a hat trick a week I'm before say any, I'm going to say who
1: did you vote for <clears throat> and is is who do you support is that the logical next question
2: yeah, yeah. And yeah. Who, yeah. Would that have
1: who? the biggest influence on their vote? You can ask you as you many say?
2: questions as you like, Chinch. No, no, they're footballers.
1: Picture. I don't want to confuse them with three questions. You know, two is I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to you, you getting to Gianni Aliosti on this. <laughs> no, he's just had knee surgery, so he'll be uh, under anaesthetic or in rehab in Nevada or something. So I probably won't speak to Gianni. Again, Chinch, uh, lowering
2: expectations with each sentence. Not so at all. About the timing. How, how's, it's a stick with which we beat the PFA, the timing is askew. They, I think the awards ceremony is a little bit later now, but I think yeah. the voting is roughly the same. So a little bit of a PR effort to make it seem like it's a little bit more accurate. But this is crazy, and I appreciate there are logistical, all sorts of logistical reasons why this is what is in place. And The football writers have the same problem. But genuinely, shall we wait to see who does what towards the end of the season? Well, I, don't, I don't understand what the logistical problems could be. Players need time to the, think about it and they all need to be at the club together
3: how how are they delivering the votes is it sort of you know by horse and carriage are they worried you know do they have to factor in wastage from highwaymen <laughs> robbing that particular <laughs> that particular postal transport it's absurd why can't you ask the question get the captain in the dressing room middle of april right lads i need your votes bish bash bosh right log in do it online sorted We've got an instantaneous, pretty much. I was, with you, much I was with you until the
2: login, do it online, and then I'll, I'll Okay, just put maybe in yeah. the HTTPS. WhatsApp,
3: <laughs> set up a WhatsApp group. It's, it's absolutely crazy that you they do have to they... chase
1: players. I remember, even with the forms and pen and paper, it, people would forget or just not be bothered, and it does take a lot of, of getting together. Actually, it's not something that people will, will do instantly, or when you tell, can you do this? Okay, I'll do it. They don't. It did take a while to actually get people to do it. But but who was I'm, the
0: PFA rep at your clubs?
1: No idea. Certainly yeah, yeah. wasn't me. Why would it be me? <laughs> but then like it's your friend away. No your friend Leon Osman was
0: the PFA rep at Everton when he was there.
1: I, I bet he's a, he was a very good. I bet he I could really imagine. cajole people into doing what they needed to do. I
0: think he was a very assiduous representative.
1: Yes. Is that a good thing? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then definitely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I mean, yeah. how important is it if if
3: a, you know I how, how, how much you have like to chase it? players for if if you have to chase someone for their answer? Well, Never mind. I think we can live without the reserve team left-back's thoughts on who the player of the
1: season is. It's funny that with players, isn't it? When there's, a, when there's a multi-million pound contract to be signed, they've got 18 pens to sign <laughs> it. But when you say, can you just fill in this form to do with, oh, I've got to, oh. It's funny, players will do what they yeah. want to do. And with that, it, it, maybe it's different now. I, I don't know. No. But again, when I go out with my straw poll, not a poll that's made of straw. When I go out and do this, I will, I will find out how hard it was to actually get the, get the, and how many did... actually did? bet everybody didn't vote.
0: I would yeah. be amazed if everyone
1: voted. There yeah. might have been some What's the turnout? What well, I think turnout.
0: It, a lot of clubs does the captain not just fill out all the forms himself?
1: Yes. Oh, hang on a minute. Uh, this is dangerous territory. Yeah, that's, this is it, really that dangerous. That would be another apocryphal story. So every no, 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 scunthorpe it, player voted for Virgil van Dyke. Is that what you're saying? You that's you because it.
2: the scunthorpe captain is
1: a Liverpool well, fan. There we. If that's what Rory's saying. You hear that a lot that the that at clubs that
0: that there is a that the captain or the PFA rep has to do it, and it becomes such a a ache if we're allowed to say that. No. that Ultimately, they just fill out eighteen or twenty five forms themselves and then shove them all in a, a big envelope. <laughs>
2: you, you, have enough, you have <laughs> enough meetings as as a team, don't you? These days, there's so many meetings, 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 meetings. You sit everybody in the same room and you just say, right, you're going to leave one at a time. You're going because they if they do it vocally, it might be effective you've never by. been in a dressing room have you you just clearly <laughs> look at the state of you You haven't. that's not how it works but players don't meetings. think like that no no. but there are, there are meetings and yeah. you just say right okay uh, thank you meeting over you're just going to go via Jimmy over here who's the PFA rep yes, but and as you walk past say the name of the player yeah, speak in. to Benny Carboni Andy Boo's thinking about KFC and he's off and out the door you can't it's like nailing jelly to the wall you can't
1: keep players in a room so there's
2: only one exit point
1: oh no that's health and safety you can't do that it could be a fire
0: you've got to remember that when when people say oh players don't think like that as students do you have to remember that you are talking about a group of men who, whose growth has essentially been trunted <laughs> and are treated like indulged toddlers. Mm. So it's how how yeah. would you get toddlers to fill out a form? That's what you have to ask.
3: That's, That's it. Have no That's form. crayon. That's what I'm if suggesting. If you give a toddler
0: a crayon and a piece of paper, <laughs> mate,
3: they, will, they will go for <laughs> it. <laughs> Offer them a, to a chance to
2: scrawl it on the wall. Does <laughs> it? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just to, to we're going to try. We've and got, and got a fun
0: game. We've got to finger paint. Who's the player of the year?
2: <laughs> exactly. Just do just do initials if you're not sure. Or just their shirt number. But ultimately, Virgil
1: Van Dijk was not a bad choice. We all agree. Was a choice. Yeah, but actually the to is, do, are bit...
2: they good judges of this well, what... and should the award be as prestigious as it is based on the context of the people uh, who vote well, and Van, how they Van Dyke actually said this he said that the award the, the, the honour of
1: this award is so great because it's voted by my fellow professionals which, that's what everybody you says of course but then you say well actually these fellow professionals are not voting for footballing reasons that makes someone. the award a little bit more I, I do feel that he fully deserves it absolutely but someone might have won it say Paul Pogba had won it It would have then been saying, hang on a minute, how have we got to this point? Because clearly that's not what right minded people would have, who we would have gone for. So again, I I do agree that now you've explained it to me. It's, um, and like, you might get the odd person like I did putting in an odd form with some, a banter form form, um, and doing like a protest vote. Play- so again, it's like, I what, it's, uh, I, I, the turnout would be interesting. The turnout and the main reason that they voted for them would be for every
2: who, club. Who be, are each let's leading the players' out. base and the independents? Can you swing them to the other I've side? I've got two months off in
1: the summer. I could maybe put some work into this and go around every football league club and, and find out what the hell's going on. Okay, he's we, reaching, he's reaching.
3: Do we have a problem with the team of the year beyond Pogba? That really is, seems to be the only one that sort of really jars. Who is in goal?
1: Edison. 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 Oh, it's okay then.
3: Because finding a replacement for Pogba isn't that easy. I've seen quite a few former players online saying, well, I'd probably take Pogba out and put Azard in. Well... That's not a like-for-like no. replacement. Yeah. You're putting in a player who you think should have been in team, in the, team of the year and replacing them mm-hmm. with one you think they shouldn't even though yeah. you've now got them yeah. playing in entirely the wrong position. <laughs> that's very much the Garth Crooks team of the winter broke. It's, <laughs> yes. I've
1: got the got eight so it's not the 11 two? best yeah. players. He's trying to pick a team who is the best player <laughs> in that position. And, and Garth Crooks
2: has Wilfred Zahar at right back just said, to get yeah, him in. Yeah. I would have said João team
0: instead of Podber. I think Mutino's had an extremely good season except that Mutinho's in a team that's not going to win anything. So, he has According to Hugh means that he's not eligible for any kind of individual
2: recognition. <laughs> he
3: will be shortlisted for the Wolverhampton Wanderers Player of the Year and, and if he wins it him. then congratulations to him.
2: And he has to spend half his life being Chinch's personal trainer as well so that that's man true. has a lot on his plate. There's <laughs> lots of schwaws in the world you know. They're not all one person. <laughs> no? 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 Before no. we go it's time for oh. Nevermind Jack and Ori Water Soccer Stories with Andy tells the tale from his playing days with all the adult behaviour and libel worthy details removed.
1: Right I was going through my list of maybe future soccer stories the Hotel Fracar <laughs> The Beyonce restraining order, cheese sandwich, Gate, the Spaniard Ericsson sleepover. But I, I felt maybe I should go with something a bit more contemporary, and it was the, the she- talk about Shane Long, the Shane Long goal, the seven. What was it? Seven. seven seconds. Seven Got me thinking about kickoffs. Kickoffs. People don't really think too much about kickoffs, do they? Well, about they, sh- they should. <laughs> well, they should after I've told you about kickoffs. Teams go backwards to go forwards, don't they? Mm. They seem to do. metaphor mm. mm. for life in their But that's why... Paula Abdul said it. Ralph Hassan that correct? Had done his homework with Shane Long because he knew how the opposition were going to kick off, go back to a centre-half, boom the ball up the pitch. Shane Long, with his arcing run, blocks it and scores. That, they clearly worked out. Most teams do this, go backwards to go forwards. They worked out a way of closing down a centre-half, on the arc, got a bit of break of the ball and scored. So that's, I think that's really clever from Southampton. Uh, Everton... When Willie Donickey was there, our kickoffs—not just because I was involved and was a major reason it worked—we uh, always used to play forward. We never went backwards to go forward. Right? Yeah, even if we had Duncan Ferguson, Paul Ryder, we had a target man. Most teams go backwards to the edge of the box to a centre half, so their strikers can get up the pitch. Big, long, booming ball—they can test that with their centre forward. At Everton, he used to take the kickoff, roll it back to me. I used to drop the ball in behind the opposition left back, and we used to squeeze in behind them. We didn't necessarily. 90% of the time we never got the ball back but what we did was from the kick-off we put the opposition mm. under pressure back towards their own goal might go out for a throw-in but then suddenly they've got a throw-in in their defensive third we're on the front foot right from the kickoff. how many teams do you see doing that if any
0: well they can't now because the, the ball has to go back doesn't it because it's just one person taking the kick-off
1: it has to go back but it doesn't have to go very far back that's true so, but again, teams don't. That's what we. That's what we. And I always wondered at the time, uh, but this was the whole point behind it. It was to say, well, right from the kickoff, how can we make the very best of the possession we have from kickoff? <clears throat> and actually, you think, well, you're giving the ball back to the opposition. But yeah, but you're putting them under enormous pressure in the first five seconds of the game. So, why go back to the. When problems can occur, you can have a slip or a striker can mm. close down, as Shane Long did. So, we just said, well, actually, it makes more sense just to drop that ball, but. Teams, even like, say, Cardiff, the way that they play, a bit more direct, even teams like Cardiff don't do it. All get on the halfway line, play the ball forward and squeeze a team in. Lots of teams just want to keep possession from kickoff, and the opposition just say, well, we'll let you have it. It's your kick-off. We're not going to go chasing after you. You just pass it back and then we start the game. But at Everton, it was it was noticeable. And it worked so many times. And it's the last thing I would want as a left-back, if the opposition are kicking off, is the ball dropped over my head and a, a right winger coming steaming down and putting me under severe pressure. But we did it, and teams didn't seem to realise what we were doing and kind of you think it, as a defence or a left back you think well I've seen them do this game after game well, I'll just give myself so I can head the ball back up the bit they didn't they seemed to have that starting position every time you used to drop the ball in behind at times it we went out for a throw in. at times we'd with the backspin that I used to put on it because yeah. you know what I mean I was I could open a can of beans never have but could <laughs> and we used to drop the ball in so it's a horrible but you just don't see it so even something as straightforward as kickoffs, but it's the Shane Long goal that might make people think a little bit differently in terms of if the opposition are kicking off and they go backwards can you put them under severe pressure nine times out of ten nothing will happen but when it does you've got to give
2: the team credit and that's why I have to give Southampton a huge credit for taking advantage of the opposition having the ball and Liverpool did the same against Huddersfield they realised mm-hmm. that Huddersfield want to go back and it's a, a mm-hmm. part of the Ken Early piece from the Irish Times that uh, Rory was just completely heartbroken by because he was ill and having an existential crisis about life when Ken Early dropped that absolute banger
0: yeah it's not fair you shouldn't be writing good stuff when people are ill my favorite kickoff moment this season is the fact you know that Man United have become a sort of magical mystery nostalgia tour under yes the yeah yeah they they changed the rules last year or the year before to say that you only had to have one person taking kickoff. United have two now because that's how they used to do it when they were good.
2: Is that right? I haven't even They'd noticed that, that yeah. in the
0: derby. There were, I think the, 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 I don't know if it's every time, but the second certainly after the second goal, there was there were two of them. They, did they, they did, just forget? They did the old kick-off.
1: Is he changing his name to Ole Gunnar Ferguson <laughs> as well, just to really get in tune with the uh, with the old days or not? It's um.
0: It is remarkable how much of a kind of monument to their own. I mean, training at the cliff. Ah, oh, it's nice. Means nothing to those players. Yeah, but going back
1: is not clearly going forward, is it?
0: But teams go backward to go forward, Finch. Through time.
1: I tell you what, they've got a hell of a lot
3: of forwarding to do, yeah. haven't they? Can you imagine being the member of Southampton's analytics team that spotted that thing about the Watford kickoff? How much they would, you know, they'd been poring over that for hours, going right. Watford, they always go back to Cathcart, and he always goes from yeah. centre out to left-hand side. So th- there's someone from Southampton's analytics team that sat there watching the coin toss at the beginning. Going, go on, let's
1: go, go on, on, win the toss,
3: yes! win the toss. And right, this is on. It's on, lads. Come on, come on,
1: fiver, fiver. They're going to do it, they're going to do it. It is on like Shane Long. Because you might you might look at it and say, well, actually dropping the ball and just giving the ball away, but actually going backwards to so then lump it forward. The centre forward's still contesting with the centre mm. half, so it's still up in the balance as whether you're going to actually keep the ball. So we have to say, well... Rather that, that that was Willie's point, is actually get them turned and get them back pedalling rather than have centre-halves heading back up
2: the pitch. By the way, Chinch, that was an excellent soccer story. Thanks, man. Uh, Was it as good as our debut listener soccer story from last week? I'm not entirely sure. Maybe the people can decide. Mm. Uh, If you have a soccer story, uh, please send them to setpiecemenu at uh, gmail.com. Chinch will be in Portugal at some point in the future. Uh, You can also get in touch via Twitter or Facebook. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review as we humbly ask you to continue to find room for us in your podcast schedule. Uh, Thanks to Rory, Andy, and Steve, and to you all for listening. We'll be back with another setpiece menu for you to enjoy very soon indeed. Do you
0: think it's coincidence that Shane Long has finally blossomed into his full potential? Just as we we've, we've kind of taken taken ownership of him in this podcast, he said it despite us. Do you think? No, I think it, I think maybe because we've inspired. Of us. I think we've inspired. inspired him. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Think we've I don't think him. we inspire people. I mean, I they might they I might
3: think, do something just to really rile us. I think Shane Long prove us wrong is. Th- Is going to score 40 goals next year. Or or maybe just, you know, we talk about that thing sometimes. It's just like, you know, going, you know, a bit like how United under Solskjaer initially were brilliant and now they've just reverted to the mean. Mm. Mean is after two and a half years of basically not scoring at all, Shane Long is just reverting upwards towards something like what you would expect a Premier League centre forward to do occasionally. I think this is
0: the start of something amazing. I think this is the start of a kind of mid 30s transformation into one of the finest players on the planet. I say transformation, he is already.
1: Shane Long's going to score 40 goals next season. Where's he going? The MLS. Because there's no way he's going to do it in the Premier League, you clown.